subdued today because I went out last night and I am, I suppose I'm like, what, 12 hours into a hangover, that doesn't seem to be going anywhere, um, Barocca and Plenty of Water managed to make me, um, uh, like, compass enough to get up, do things and watch a Formula One race. It's not been a good time. It's not been a good time. I haven't eaten anything yet today. I need to eat something after I've recorded this. Anyway, you don't want to hear about my hangover. Um, I was watching the build-up to the race, as I'm sure all you were, uh, and I was um, underwhelmed, to say the least, for the, for this race. Um, I thought we were going to see two Mercedes scamper off into the distance, I thought we were going to see Lewis get in front of Bottas and then build like a four-second cushion to him uh, and then manage that cushion all the way till the end of the race. We didn't get that whatsoever. Uh, and it was a great race. It was it was really entertaining. It was so nice to have the action. I mean, we, we got the midfield action that we usually get, but it was so nice to have like the there was a race for the win. There was there was a three car race for the win with two teams, and it's, it's, it doesn't happen all the time, uh, especially not in the current hybrid seat, uh, area of Formula One. I don't know. There was words there. My little my little head word man was throwing words out of my mouth, and uh, they got jumbled up. Someone that was more professional would go back and redo that. Um, so we're going to do what we usually do, or probably just slightly worse. Uh, and we're going to go through the uh, the drivers from the back of the grid to the front of the grid. Kevin Magnussen, he was our only uh, retirement for the race. Um, I don't know why he retired. Um, I do know he got a five-second penalty for a swipe on Latifi. He looked like he wanted to take a chunk out of him. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a bit naughty. Um, again, Hassan, Hassan. You just you just wonder where what the future holds for some of these teams at the back of the grid, you know, and how like can they hold on for another full season of Formula One, doing what they're doing without like crossing their fingers, hoping that the new regulations crush things together a little bit. Um, Nicholas TV was nineteenth. George Russell was eighteenth again. Um, I think George got himself up in front of a couple of um, alphas and maybe a Haas at one point, but you know. It's uh, it's it's becoming increasingly more um, depressing for me seeing George Russell, seeing what he does in qualifying, seeing how he he can get that car out out of position qualifying wise into Q two, and then you know we we just we just watch wherever he can manage to qualify, we watch him fall to the back of the grid, and it's it's not a good time, and I want I want to see him in a better car. Antonio Giovinazzi was seventeenth for Alfa Romeo. Uh, Roman Grosjean was a 16th for Haas. Kimi Raikkonen 15th for uh, Alfa Romeo. Now, I um, again, we're seeing these 
uh, Ferrari cars, like the 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 Ferrari big boy team is suffering, and we're seeing its customer engine team suffer even more than what you know than uh, Ferrari is doing. And uh, you can bet when Kimi Raikkonen signed up to drive Alfa Romeo, he thought he was going to do a couple of seasons mid pack. I uh, guarantee you, he didn't uh, foresee himself being like the top of the back of the grid you know it's like it's that he's a, he's at the front of the of the back before you get to the midfield and it's it's not what i think kimmy wants to be doing and i do i i love seeing kimmy on the grid i'm a, i'm a bit of a fan of his um but i'd rather see him retire than like pootle around on the on the back of the grid like he has been doing uh, Daniel Ricciardo was 14th. Daniel Ricciardo was running well. That Renault looked handy in his hands, and uh, he spun. He spun where when Carlos Sainz was trying to go up the inside of him, uh, and it kind of wrecked his race. So it was a shame for Daniel Ricciardo. He should have been in for a whole of points. Uh, it's pro- positive for Renault. Um, positive for Fernando Alonso. He must be looking on at uh, Ricciardo's qualifying performance yesterday and thinking, mm, "Looks like I'm not going to get a bad car next year." So, um, uh, yeah, it's all, all very good for Renault. Just a bad day at the office for Daniel Ricciardo. Same, as, same could be said for Carlos Sainz. Uh, I know he had a slow pit stop, um, but it's, it's, it's odd. Carlos Sainz, I don't know whether it's he's um, got things on his mind because of the contract he signed for Ferrari. Um, maybe it's difficult for him. Like racing for McLaren at the moment, I, I've 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 no idea. But he doesn't seem the same uh, driver that he was when he was in McLaren last year. Um, we'll talk more about him, I suppose, in a minute because when we get to Lando, um, Sebastian Vettel was twelfth. Horror show, horror show for for Sebastian Vettel. He qualified in the hard tires. He had a good start. He had a good start. He made himself a couple of spots off the grid. Then. Yeah, he spun all on his own again, and oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. I don't know what to. Uh, is it all Ferrari? I want it to be Ferrari. I don't want it to be Sebastian Vettel. What I want him to prove me right that he is still a world class Formula One driver and deserves his place. That's why I'm, I'm desperate for him to sign another contract with another team, just so he has that chance of redemption for what's happened over the last few years. Um I mean, it's just it it wasn't so long ago. Think about this. You know, it's as we go into the season where Lewis is probably gonna equal Michael Schumacher's championship uh record, he's like knocking records off Michael uh like every every weekend sometimes it feels. Um and we thought it was gonna be Vettel. You know, we thought we thought Vettel was gonna be the guy that did the um that did the record taking uh you know he was he was mini schumacher he was unbeatable and um it's just a very strange position he's found himself in uh pierre gasly was uh 11th uh, a so so i suppose race for the alpha towers kind of just where we think they are uh in 10th and 11th with daniel kvyat picking the last point up in 10th uh, Lando Norris. Lando, I think, got the most out of the car he could get. Um, the oh, it's, well, right, going from from when we were in Austria to um, here, 
to, to Great Britain. Clearly, there's some sort of chink in the armor of McLaren that they need to get on top of. We keep talking about how they're uh, uh, they're they're rise. They're a team on the move, and they, you know they're rising up the grid, and that's all good. And I'm 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 a McLaren supporter. I like not only do I like McLaren, I like both the drivers that are in there. And next year, I'm going to be the same because I like Daniel Ricciardo as well. But um, I, I it's it's strange because I don't think. Renault are getting the um, are, are getting the praise that they should be getting because Renault seem to have a better car than McLaren and nobody's talking about it. You know, it's last year it was Renault getting embarrassed by the customer team um, outscoring them, um, but I, I don't get. I, I think McLaren will finish ahead of them in the championship. I think that's more to do with a few wasted opportunities and the fact that uh, I, I don't really think Esteban Ocon is. Uh, over the course of the year, going to pick the points up that Lando and uh, Carlos Sainz will. But uh, yeah, I think there um, there's still there's still obvious work to do. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to next year. I'm looking forward to next year. See what happens when it's got a McLaren, when it's got a, a Mercedes engine in it. Um, you do wonder whether whether with them going to Mercedes engines and breaking that Renault partnership, whether Renault isn't quite giving them the um, like the toys and the tricks and the uh, the love that it was before. So I we'll have to see. Um, either way, it was a good drive from Lando, and this, this is what I was going to say about Carlos Sainz. Uh, Lando has seemed on top of Carlos Sainz all year this year, and that is a great thing for him, because last year I was worried about Lando, and I worried that maybe if he had a year like last year where he was just solidly put away by his teammate, that he could be in real, like real jeopardy because he, there was some silly mistakes last year and his race pace here and there was questionable, but not so this year. You know, he, he had a bad stint, but even in the interview when he was talking in the pit, he, he was kind of putting that down more to the car than himself, which I think was good because it keeps his, it keeps his confidence high, um, and you know that's that at the end of the day, that's what we want from from Lando is, it he. He's such a likable guy. You want him to do well. You know, it's it it's a strange thing. He's he's easily my favorite driver now. I think he's gonna. Uh, I think he's 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 gonna be what like the fan favorite driver. He's gonna. Well, you have know, some of these drivers where they the opportunities come to them because they're so marketable. You know, he he is so marketable that uh, I can't um I can't I can't imagine a team not wanting him to be perfectly honest. Uh, Esteban Ocon was eighth. I believe he just had a solid race. Um, like I said, it was a shame for uh, Renault because Daniel Ricciardo was running well and they should have got a, like a scutch of points this weekend, but they didn't. Um, Ocon, again, kind of just looked looked a bit plain behind um, Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, if, if he can't, if he can't get close to Daniel Ricciardo, I think Alonso is going to eat him alive next year. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg, right. Uh, I just read an article uh, on Autosport before I started recording this podcast that uh, he didn't think his tyres would make the end of the race. I think that's nonsense. And I think they got him out of the way to move Stroll up the points. Um, is it... Oh. Is it because they want Stroll to have a better finishing position in the championship because he's actually their driver? You know, where Perez will hopefully be ready for Spain, you know, if he, if he tests negative. Um, 
he's it, it, it doesn't make much sense in Renault's uh, sorry in Racing Points uh, like outlook to have like a driver just with one appearance, one points finish. You might as well have your uh, driver, which is going to be in for the rest of the season, uh, scoring the maximum points. Um, it does leave a sour taste in my mouth, but I think that's what happened. Um, on the other hand, what it could be is the fact that uh, Racing Point simply didn't want Lance Stroll being embarrassed by Nico Hulkenberg because that's what it would have been. He'd have been embarrassed because uh, he he did him. Like he did him in testing. He did him in qualifying. It was a brilliant lap from uh, Hulkenberg in qualifying. Uh, and I just don't think... I don't think there's racing point wanted want that look for Lance Stroll, you know. So I think when Hulkenberg was saying he didn't think his tires were going to see the end of the race, he's got to play the game, hasn't he? You know, he's uh, he's been given an opportunity to get back in a car and do well. Usually, when we get super subs in the car, it doesn't go particularly well. Certainly not as well as it went for Hulkenberg. Um, and the fact that he can be out for so long, jump back in a car. Uh, we know he had last weekend, which ended prematurely, but this weekend jumped in, qualified P3. We thought there was a chance that he might get that podium that he's been so desperately searching for. And, um, you know, he he proves he should be on the grid. You know, there's 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 people on that grid that don't deserve in, to be in Formula 1 as much as Nico Hulkenberg. I think he will have himself a... Uh, ooh, what will he have? Haas drive next year, maybe? Uh, Alfa Romeo drive maybe um I mean there's still I I still think um Red Bull would that he's ideal for Red Bull I think he'd be a better call than Perez to be perfectly honest because I think fundamentally I think Hulkenberg is probably a better driver than Perez than Perez than Perez sorry my 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 words aren't good today um so yeah, I hope I, I I hope I hope he gets into a car. It'd be great if you could get into a competitive car as well. But we'll just have to see. Uh, I think Ferrari might have missed a trick with him. You know, when they were looking at other drivers to go, and they decided to go with Carlos Sainz. Uh, I think they might have missed a trick by picking by not picking Nico Hulkenberg. As uh, like I said, Lance Stroll was sixth. Alexander Albon was fifth. He had a good race in the end because he was bobbins for a while. Anyway, he was languishing down like out of the points and he did some great moves around the outside of people on uh, uh, cops um and he, i i'm so i it's it's like a proper duality for me between him and um between his performances and like when it goes wrong for him because i like again i like him and he, he seems to be like a formula 1 driver you know, some sometimes you get these guys come in, you go, you're not meant to be here. But he seems like a Formula One driver, but he has to be up there with Max. You know, when you've got a driver forcing the Mercedes into changing their plans and winning a Grand Prix, uh, spoiler alert, um, and then you have him, like, messing around, like, down midfield and finishing 40 seconds adrift of his teammate. I don't. I just don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I know Red Bull have said that they are committed to Ale- uh, Alexander Albon, but uh, Red Bull have been committed to a lot of people, and I can't help think that if they want Max Verstappen to win a world championship, they need another driver that can get amongst it. 
They need another driver that can get in amongst the Mercedes, and they just haven't got it at the minute. So, I mean, he doesn't have to win the races, but if um, if he'd have been a bit, a bit further up, let's say this was for a championship or for a constructors, he should have been nibbling at Bottas, even if he didn't like, if he didn't have the pet, the out and out pace to challenge um, to challenge Max, he should have been trying to knock one of one or two of the Mercedes down a um, a step on the podium. Uh, Charles Leclerc finished fourth. How the fuck did that happen? I have no idea. I think he one stopped the race. He was all very happy about finishing fourth. Um, I, I like you. You know how I feel about Charles Leclerc and and his whinging, but uh, and you, you know I've got a soft spot for Vettel, and I do believe, like genuinely, do believe that Ferrari are doing him. I think I think Ferrari are doing Vettel dirty on the way out the door because that's just what Ferrari does to people. So, I, I, do, I don't know. I don't know whether Charles Leclerc is just putting that car where it should be. Uh, should it should it be? It's, it's probably a bit better than the racing points, or maybe sort of around the racing points. And he found, he managed and he finished ahead of a underperforming Red Bull. Or is that car's natural place in amongst the McLarens and the Renaults and? Uh, and he's outperforming it. We don't know. I know. I know. Like, if you're a Charles Leclerc fan, you're going to be screaming, going, yeah, "Of course, he's outperforming it." Well, we but let's be let's fucking honest with each other here. We don't know. We cut. You can't tell at the minute. You can't tell because of the situation Sebastian Vettel has found himself in. I'm. I would not be surprised if he walked before the end of the year, Vettel. If he signs himself a contract with Racing Point, he might just turn around and go, "Do you know what? I will." Fucking see you's in a few months, um, and I I think it might be good for him as well. I think if he can get out of the negative energy of uh, Ferrari, that's you know, like I say, Ferrari always always blame somebody on their way out. Uh, they blamed Fernando Alonso. They blamed um, oh James Allison. Uh, they you know it's they 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 blame countless managers. I, I'm and I don't I I don't, they blame Kimi Raikkonen and then rehired him, um, yeah I don't I I don't think it's a good place to be Ferrari if you're if you're not if you're not winning and you're not the chosen the chosen red guy, uh, Valtteri Bottas finished third. Valtteri Bottas was screwed over by Mercedes like deep screwing action, deep screwed. Um, I think Mercedes wanted Lewis Hamilton ahead of Bottas. I imagine he's going to, he would have been very upset when he got back into the into the paddock and uh, into the debriefs, asking why uh, Lewis was pitted and he wasn't pitted. I think they should have pitted Lewis a little bit earlier, actually, but that's that's by the by. But yeah, he was left defenceless um, to fight to fight Lewis off, and he didn't. Um, so Lewis Hamilton like stretches his championship advantage after. You know, uh, after a bad race from Bottas last last weekend as well, you know this was a chance to just try and scrape some points back, but it just didn't happen for him. Uh, the Mercedes was strange this weekend, blistering the tires like they did. I think if we go to Spain, it, well, we are going to Spain in um, July, which it is July. It is July. Uh, is it July? No, it's August now. Uh, it's going to be hot as fuck. It's going to be toasty, toasty in Spain. 
and those tyres are going to be in trouble again for Mercedes. So um, I think Red Bull is going to look strong like next weekend. I do. It's It tends to be a circuit that Red Bull go well at anyway. Um, I thought Mercedes was going to win every race this year and clearly, you know, it's, they haven't. So uh, good stuff. Max Verstappen saved Formula One uh, today. He... I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, even when Mercedes were having a horrible time, an absolute horror of a race, um, Max Verstappen was the only man that could challenge the Mercedes. And I thought it was stunning. I thought the, uh, the his decision to uh, um, to bat off the pit call for him to watch his tyres and stuff like that, uh, his pit man was wanting to, was wanting to finish on the, on the podium. He wasn't. He he didn't at that point think they could win this race. And I can't help think that Max Verstappen pushing the Mercedes to pit sooner is what helped help the whole thing unravel. So I think it was a great call from Max Verstappen, and once again showing that when drivers think for themselves, good things happen sometimes. And that was our Grand Prix. That was our seventieth anniversary Grand Prix. Crazy. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was a good race. Um, I didn't think it was going to be a good race. And um, I'm, I am I didn't even tweet much through the race because I was just enjoying watching two people fight for a victory. Um, I, I, I thought, like, Max Verstappen really shone. And it's, he's, he, I, I was sceptical of Max Verstappen, as, as you will all know, uh, when he first came into Formula 1, just because of how crashy he was. But he shut me up. Like he shut me up rotten. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe Charles Leclerc will do the same thing. I'm, I'm, a ma- I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong about somebody. But um, yeah, it's, it was just great. I, and it's, it's one of those ones where you think, right, we need to get teams like closer to Mercedes. We need. Could you imagine a championship, a championship battle between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen? You know, that's absolute box office material. And I hope we're going to get it soon. I really do. Uh, before I leave yours, I got some comments from yours, which was nice. It's nice when you do that because it gives me other stuff to talk about. So we're going to go to the bottom of these. Um, there was also just comments. Uh, Jason Paul said... Uh, why did they pit Hulk? We've already spoke about that. I think it was. Uh, I think it was to protect um, Lance. I think it was to make him not look stupid. Um, it's Christopher said. Uh, I like the guy's personality, uh, but why? Uh, why would Racing Point want Vettel? It seems like his time has passed. Uh, the last two years have been mediocre at best. I I, I agree with you. Um, Alan, uh, I guess Alan Curry also said, is the turbocharged era uh, what's finished Vettel's career? I don't know if it's the turbocharged so much, but there's something to do with uh, these modern cars. And I think it's probably the, like the lack of downforce that they have, you know, compared to um, when we had the blown diffusers and stuff on the cars. Um because those those Red Bulls, where it was all aero, aero limited, and that you know that was what was happening. Because let, let's not forget, like we're engine limited now for teams. Like, so it's the powerful engines that are doing well. Back when Red Bull were winning, 
uh, it didn't have to be the engine because Renault didn't have the best power unit and Red Bull were winning everything. So I think fundamentally a lack of rear downforce is what's upsetting Vettel. Um, I'm I think that's maybe why the spins happen. It would be interesting to speak to a racing driver uh, or, you know, and, and not just a racing driver, like a guy inside Formula One to see what they think about it. But it it would make sense in my head that if he's if his actual driving style is about getting it getting it round the corner and squirting the power on really quickly, really hard, and then getting like the getting the exit, it could be very hard for him to adapt. I I hope Racing Point take him on, and I because I I do think there's a chance that the ne- these next cars might like more racy cars might come to him more when these new regulations come in in 2022. So that's... if you Because let's face it, if he signs for Red Bull, if he signs for Racing Point, he's signing at least a two-year deal, probably with a third-year option, and he might look at that as his career. Um, so that'd be... It would be interesting, but that's, that's what I think it is anyway. I think it's just a lack of rear downforce on these cars are, are, are really, like, really hurting him. Um... John O'Milsey have uh, Mercedes shown they are backing Lewis Hamilton 100%. Let's face it, right? If you've got... Um, uh, if, you've, if you've got people working for you and one of them is getting like $44 million a year and I don't know how much Bottas is on, let's say it's 18 20 um, you're going to want value for money. You're going to want value for money. You're going to want the... That you're going to want your investment returned. So I think just purely on investment return, uh, he's probably looked at as the favourite son. He is like Lewis Hamilton is the best driver in Formula One at the moment. I I I, I know it irritates some people to have to admit that, but he is the best driver in Formula One. So it's not it's it's not a case that they necessarily have to put him ahead of Bottas because ninety percent of the times he will do that on his own. I think. Um. But they've also got this record chasing, and if Mercedes can be the team, like because let's not let's let's not forget they've they've took over Ferrari from the like the dominance factor and Red Bull from the way I, I know Red Bull were dominant for a hot minute, but you when you think of teams that were, like were dominant had an era, you think of the Ferrari Schumacher era, and Mercedes are doing their best to make sure that when people think back in eras. They are going to, like their strongest era, they're going to think back to the Mercedes-Hamilton era. And um, I think they want those records. I think they want they they want Lewis to beat Michael's championship records, wins records, they want them all. Um, so you can't, you might not be able to do that if Bottas wins a world championship. You know, Lewis reckons he's got another three years in him. If he, uh, he wins this championship this year, he needs one more to beat Michael Schumacher. So, there we go. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want that, like, on your resume as as a team? Um, does Max... Uh, Richard Pickles... Uh, does... Um, does Max's strategy blow off... Uh, point to the overly conservative natures of team strategies I feel like we don't have enough drivers that just send it um, I think you're right mate I, I think there's um, 
you've got to think, haven't you, that you've got all these people have got jobs in, in pit lane, and it's they nobody wants to be the guy that makes the mistake to lo- loses the race. Uh, and it's always it's I think it's always easier maybe for a driver to do it because we're looking at these guys like the heroes anyway, so they're out there risking their lives. So if if one of the if someone makes a mistake, if a driver makes a mistake, then you kind of forgive it instantly. You know, most of the time, as long if if it's not an uh, ongoing complaint, you forgive it instantly. So, uh, yeah, I think they are overly conservative. I am. I don't know how you fix that. It's it's not it's not ideal in my eyes. So, um, yeah, I maybe a limit, maybe limiting personnel would be a good thing. You know, they're they're doing the budget cap, so that's kind of doing that anyway. But yeah, we, maybe limiting team personnel, make like make the whole process cleaner. You know, it's. Take away the pit wall, take away the constant feed of information from home base to the circuit. You know, um, let's have let's have the like these little small armies of teams, like these small battle units that travel around the world, putting the cars on the track, making the cars go as fast as they possibly can, and have it just these like hundred people or say say hundred people a team, and they're just like this little battle unit that. When they leave, when they leave home base to go and race, they're cut off. I'd, I'd like that. Um, I'm, I'm sure no, no, no team would. Uh, Mercedes Kryptonite is fedoras. It seems every time a fedora shows up, they poop the bed. I agree, Richard. That is a keen observation, and maybe something they should start looking into because fedoras have not been kind to Mercedes. Uh, Dave Roebuck. Uh, who funds strolls? Uh, so, I don't know. I, I'm not being funny. I don't even know if this was a jokey question or not. Um, but I, I did. Unbelievable. Fantastic guys, not bad for another good ride off. We are world champions! World 